welcome to this episode of the S&P Global Plants Brussels to Beijing Commodity Policy Podcast, where we examine how changes in regulation and rules affect commodity markets across Europe and Asia. I'm Sebastian Lewis, Content Director for China, and I'm joined today by Sambit Mahanti, Senior Editor for Oil News Analysis based in Singapore. On July the 12th this year, a tribunal of five judges of the Hague-based Permanent Court of Arbitration issued a highly anticipated decision that ruled in favour of the Philippines, declaring that China's nine-dash line and accompanying claims historic rights have no validity under international law. Sambit, what's the impact of this going to be for the region? Hi, Sebastian. China has refused to participate in the proceedings, and it neither accepts nor recognizes this decision. So this strong stance of Beijing is one of the key things that might keep the geopolitical situation tense in the region and force companies to keep a close eye on developments. And of course, geopolitics and energy always go nicely together. This area we're talking about is believed to contain massive amounts of oil and gas reserves. Is that right? That's right, uh, Sebastian. The dispute between China and the Philippines over gas and oil reserves are mainly in the Reed Bank, which is about 80 kilometers off the Philippine island of Palawan. And this is believed to contain vast amount of natural gas reserves. The ruling made it clear that Reed Bank falls within the Philippines' exclusive economic zone. China was criticized for interfering for oil exploration in the past. But disputes between Vietnam and China over oil and gas exploration issues are larger and more complicated than between the Philippines and China, with several incidents occurring in recent years. Right after the court's decision on July 12th, Vietnam quickly welcomed the ruling and reasserted its sovereignty claims over the Paracel and Spartley Islands and its jurisdiction over the exclusive economic zone. So with these heightened tensions, what do you think the impact is going to be for EMP activity in this region? Well, I think the impact may not be immediate, but since the region holds a lot amount of oil and gas reserves, at some point, companies will become extremely cautious. China state-owned National Officer Oil Corp has estimated that the entire South China Sea holds undiscovered reserves to the tune of 125 billion barrels of oil and 500 TCF of natural gas. But the U.S. Geological Survey has estimated that about 12 billion barrels of oil and 160 TCF of natural gas might exist as undiscovered reserves in the South China Sea, excluding the Gulf of Thailand and other areas around it. About one-fifth of these resources may be found in in contested areas, particularly in the Reed Bank and the northeast end of the Spartley Islands. But of course, I think, apart from the oil and gas reserves, the South China Sea is a major transit route for shipping and freight going not just to China, but also to Japan and Korea. Isn't that right, Sambit? That's right, Sebastian. A third of global crude oil and more than 50% of the world's LNG trade pass through the South China Sea, making it one of the most crucial transit routes in the world. According to the latest numbers from the EIA, about 60 TCF equivalent of LNG or more than half of global LNG trade passed to the South China Sea in recent years. Even large quantities of coal from Australia and Indonesia, the world's two largest coal exporters, passed through the South China Sea to, to markets around the world, especially to China, Japan and India. From Indonesia, plentiful volumes of coal from the East Kalimantan region moved to China via the South China Sea. And in addition, a lot of iron ore shipments from Brazil and South America use the South China Sea route to transit to key destinations such as China. We have more details on this in our fact box, which our listeners can find on plats.com. We also have a map that shows the trade routes in South China Sea. But in terms of immediate fallout of this ruling, do you think any of these markets are going to be affected? Uh, well, market participants do not see any immediate impact on trade flows. They are expected to keep a very close eye on geopolitical developments. 
In the longer term, when oil prices pick up and the risk appetite returns, oil and gas companies will start looking at exploration activity in the South China Sea. And that's when they would be looking at the diplomatic situation more carefully before jumping in. And on the shipping side, uh, we don't expect much disruption to flows because of this. We think it will be business as usual. Well, that's great. Thank you very much, Sambit, for that. Uh, that's all we've got time for today. But join us again next month for another episode of Brussels to Beijing. 